Loud and Proud Champions brought to you by Defy Sports Apparel and RD Credit Union. Hello and welcome to episode 166 of the Loud and Proud podcast. Championship is finally back. But first, let's hear from the boys from Manchester. The reason I said Championship is finally back on the intro is because of the following. What makes for an amazing championship? The weather, the grounds, scores, intensity, good games, good value, different uh, settings and grounds uh, spread across the county. And we got that. Probably the only thing we didn't get was a shock or two. But we, we had good games throughout, really good quality, really good intensity. Villages and towns and communities going head-to-head against one another um, for a piece of two points and loud history to, to go through in their groups to make sure they get the wins to represent their parish and where they're from uh, valiantly. And we got that across the weekend. I just thought it was, I thought it was a really, really high-quality high weekend. Full, like, spread of games, like... Even myself, the the journey, uh, the, the amount of games I got went over the weekend is just criminal. I can't even remember. One, two, three, four. Was there three? One on the Friday, three on the Saturday, and four on the Sunday. Yes, seven or eight, eight, ma- eight matches over the whole weekend, and then one more to come as well. I'll be at Cahill um, Gales and the Piercy in Darver tomorrow as well. So it uh, yeah it's just a savage weekend of ac- fo- jam packed full of football action, um like you're going from say Dunleer to Stabannon and you're go- starting off the Grove say on the Sunday starting off the Gaelic grounds you can fly and zip up to M1 that adds to it that makes it and also it's it's an absolute privilege as well to be able to go to these games and cover these games um, do reports on the games do the bits of feedback, uh, the bulletins after the games, probably a new thing that I'm doing. And it's an absolute privilege because not everyone can go and get the games. A lot of people are on to me about TV, a lot of people are on to me about weekend passes. Uh, I'd say all that will be tidied up come the next couple of weeks. Um, but a lot, actually, speaking of, of people coming up to me, a lot of people have ver- been very great in terms of their time and giving me information and going to get teams and all that sort of stuff and scores and history and records and all that. I love all that crack, but you make it worthwhile. Um, even more subscribers this week. Um, again, massive shows the hype and love for the football that's in loud that is there. Um, also. Like it's just a great to have the crack with different people from all over the county. We're all the same. I think I mentioned that before. That last year, like every everyone's the same. Everyone has the same characters, same serious people, same uh, nervous fans. Um, it's, it's just brilliant. You know who are probably speaking about um, women walking around, not able to look at the game. You have fathers tense looking at their sons. Just loads of different memories like that. But it it was um, really good. And a lot of people are very kind as well about the coverage. And you can see that in people signing up. And if you haven't signed up, um, it'd be great to have you on board. Because that, that keeps it going. And it gives me a bit of momentum as well, personally. But yeah, so you're zipping up and down the um, down the runway, I suppose you call it, across the weekend. And uh, on on Friday night, you, you had a win for Stabannon. Actually, no. Before I get into the before I get into the the games, actually, I just want a couple of things I want to say as well. 
predictions. We do. I do a prediction pod on the Thursday, um, and ah, you look at you be doing predictions, and I don't know why I do them sometimes because you just set yourself up for an absolute fucking fall. And the weekend I set myself up for a fall. Um, I, what did I do? I went two again the head picks with Niall Callan. Cali, I think, got all of his right. I went against the head going for the, the Joes again, the Blues. I just Maybe I was just thinking there might be an upset there when there wasn't and the Blues fairly well made sure of that. And the other one was the Matinees. Maybe that was kind of a test to see the Defeckens have it in them to, to back, back such a good opening day victory. And they bloody well did. That was, that was a great game on Saturday night to bring the intermediate Saturday to a close. Um, they really, really put that game to bed. They looked at it, they have a real look about them. Um, and then, so that's it. Yeah, so if you want to hear more stupid predictions, listen to them on Torso. They're great crack. It gets you right hyped up for the weekend. Patreon.com forward slash Laird and Proud. Um, obviously, the weekend fixtures this weekend, uh, Monday week, sorry, the weekend's the next fixture, the last round in the championship group stages. Um, it's already been fixed. I'll, I'll give them at the end the, pre, the the fixtures at the end. But I'd say going forward, it will be double headers. I know I'm on about zipping up and down the end one, but but restrictions have been eased on Monday again. So I'd say there'll be double headers. Um, not sure how that'll work out, but I'd, I'd say there will be, and that, that'll make it easier to cover games and it'll make a bigger crowd and make a greater sense of an occasion as well, which will add to it even. But um, so far, so good across the grounds, and we're blessed with the weather as well. Um. Let me see uh, where I was going to go. Right, yeah, so we, I talked about predictions and all that, but um, on Friday night, um, I saw... I thought... No, I didn't predict the ballot to do the business, but I thought they'd put it up to Glide, and they didn't, to be honest. They, uh, it was even Stephen early on, but, but Glide showed their, showed their metal and showed that they're, they still have, they haven't gone away. There's, there's a bit in them. They have loads of uh, attacking flair still in there. Thought Alan Kirk was superb, um, spraying the ball around, and, and Trevor Bryan finished the majority of the moves. I also like to say as well in this podcast, send in your red stars to me. However, if you're signed up, message me on Patreon. If not, go on Instagram and nominate your friend or nominate someone, and we get talking. I have two, more or less, but two, three certs in mind. Um, some excellent displays over the weekend. Um, but um, last week's red star Harry Butterley, he was he was he really shone for Stabannon on Friday night again. Uh, kind of dragged him in it. He uh, hit seven points in total, two frees. He came in and claimed kickouts. He was driving at Glide, trying his best to get them back into the game. But Glide just had a little bit too much for them. Uh, it's interesting to see Glide racket ratchet up that score, missing a few players against Sheridan. Barry Sharkey didn't play. Niall Sharkey was electric, and and you just think like. Will, will will Glide go all the way this year? They're coming in under the radar. You just do not know because across the junior grade, I seen then I'll, I'll continue on with the junior. I seen the Glen Emmets on Sunday morning. They took care of the tones. The tones were were lively enough. Um, but Conor Grimes he got one five, but he went off injured, so that might send alarm bells ringing. But he might rest up um, because in that quarter final, in that game for the quarter final um, decider. Because they play the layer next, and like look at they, they, they want to show their hand, and maybe it will make it an easier passage. But you're going to have to beat the best, so maybe they might be afforded to to rest Connor. But maybe he's all right. Maybe he'd be fit enough to play this weekend against um, Lanlear. 
Um, and then obviously going to the game tomorrow night as well. On Saturday, an intermediate grade. I I found the 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 Plunkett's Nathan Bar game very very enjoyable affair on the, on Saturday afternoon. Um, two o'clock probably unfair the players taking off working that and what have you. But I just thought Toad are so honest. They're such a likable team, and they were very very close um, to, to 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 winning that game. Not nicking it because. I know the Plunkers were just that marginally better in front of the post, but they missed four or five goal chances total, the total base side, and they they could have pushed on, they could have won that game, and you felt that it, they they really wanted to win it, they were really up for it, and that they probably felt that that was their chance, their best chance, because I know the Plunkers drew Wickle Curley, um, but they um, I don't know they they. Uh, Kilkerley probably more in it considering their their high kind of the high value they were set at it before the game started. Then I went on to see the Rattleys against Hunter and the Rattleys looked good, looked very good early on, looked good for about forty minutes and then just fell asunder because Hunter just took over after the second half. Look, I'm not going into too much detail. You probably would have heard the bulletins over the weekend. This is just a bit of my thoughts at the start and a refresher on on the weekends happening. Ryan Bourne hit nine points in the end. He was just he was just unmarkable. Uh, to be honest massive scores Jamie Ward gets a goal and Dean Warren gets that goal after half time Kyle McElroy got 5 and Rory Moore got 5 for the Ratleys they're not bad there's a couple of nice young players there that'll be a really tasty encounter with Cooley and then from that you went to the big you heard that uh, Ireland beat the clans fairly well in that game in Dowdles Hill and then you, you head on, you tip on up the road to Haggerstown for the late night kickoff, I think it was on, it was on Lou TV, and the Feckins just um, just they've, they've upped it a notch, and they they were beaten by the Manis last year, and they beat them this year. That just tells the graph of improvement. They, they seem to have their the bit between the teeth. Um, Owen Duffy again. He was a red star last week. He got the first point of the, ga- the game, a booming long range shot um, that set to Tony the hell of a battle with uh, Chris O'Neill. That was a great. That was a great. That was worth the entrance fee alone, um, and then he got the goal at the end to settle the game. And things are just clicking into place for the Feckins. They kind of know their team. They can win without players like Paul Matthews didn't play. They have a very, very, very um, loaded bench. Like Ryan Walsh comes in, Brian Devlin comes in, Matthew Flanagan's a good player. He's in Dylan Rice, all good players. Um, you know they have a really good panel there. They know what they're doing. Um, the Mahoney's as well though. They'll come again. They, they had a good bench impact from Shane Brennan Ben McLaughlin he got a point Stephen Fisher as well they failed to score from open play really that was probably their downfall um, and they got frustrated at the back when they were indisciplined giving away a lot of frees with Joe Corrigan was on hand with, with Rowan Holcroft to, to punish but they'll definitely they'll definitely have um, a say in this championship yet so the three teams guaranteed through with a 100% record in intermediate is the Feckins the Ireland and Hunterstown there's still a bit of a shootout with uh, with the, uh, the the Group D because Tor can beat Kilcarley and, and go overtake them and then they have three two one. But then Kilcarley can go joint. Kilcarley can go top, depending on score difference with them. I'll be going into this more in the previews. But there's a lot of do or die battles next weekend. The Dumatnies taking on Roach. They'll be licking their wounds and they'll come back much stronger. Then you have the clans and the Kevins, two very, very attack-minded open sides. They'll, they'll, that'll be an entertaining affair. 
and then the Rattleys and, and Cooley Kickhams. That'll be a really, really good affair as well. Those four games, right? So the way it's working next weekend, possibly because on it, definitely because of the the giving out about the uh, two o'clock throw-ins. There's three games on now at half five. The Clans take on the Kevins at half five on Saturday. The Rattleys take on Cooley at half five in Dunlear. And then Thor take on Kilcarely in Darvard half five. And the Mannies and Roach are on a half seven Hagerson. That's probably a new TV again. Just get a reading between the lines um, in that one. So, yeah, that that's that's going to be good. I'm just looking there, actually. It looks like the Piercy and Gulholland Gales, the Hiddles Hill and Sean's are out on the Friday. So they'll be playing Monday and Friday this week. That's that's tough going for them now. Um, if I'm if I'm correct, yeah, it's right. Yeah, they'll be at Monday and Friday. That's that's tough on them. But um, in that the the, the RD are more or less safe in senior. Mattock and the Blues are true as well, and it's kind of a wide open, still unconfirmed last group group with Dreadnoughts with a win, and the Geraldine still to play the Martins. What a game that was! Seriously, now that was some that was some game because. You had a you had no shock all weekend, and the nearest we kind of came to a shock was the sterling display that Dreadnoughts gave in that game. It was just it was just a real proper old school slugfest. Big um, big names going again. Big names. You had like Anthony Williams tagging um, Owen Callahan. You had Dermot Campbell and Samuel Roy. Really good battle across the fields. Um, and they're seven four up. Peach Calif calls over a point, and and it looked like yeah, there's going to be a hell of a game here. Jay Hughes is continuing his form. Peter Carroll, he hit brace of points. He was very impressive for the Dreadnoughts. And then Dermot Campbell passes the ball across the his own forty five yard line, and intercepted to the one and only man you don't want to intercept to have a bear down and goal. Uh, Samuel Roy, he just slowly, methodically, just like he was dicing up um, his victim. He just went through and just knew where he was going to go and composed himself and buried it in the net. The rattle off one seven after that. Jay Hughes tagged on two late points, but it was just a hammer blow. And it just shows like the Martins might have been playing well early on. They're only one score out of it, like seven four at half time. They just once they got the, the bit between their teeth, they just drove on and didn't relent, pinning um, the the dreadnoughts back. But the dreadnoughts are, are really good. They're a really good team now. They'll refocus after that and they're gonna be a match for anyone in this championship. They may they may even go all the way. Um you heard that here first. That maybe that loss will spore them on to even deeper depths and maybe they get the Martins again in, in the latter stages. Dunno. Um the Jairs are still to play Nate Martin next weekend. The Brides will play the O'Connell's next weekend. The Brides went down to Matt Rangers. That was um that was an 18-point to 110 win for Matt Ray. Just Kieran Dean got a goal in the second half as Mark where what was the score at halftime? 8-1 ahead at halftime. Um, the Brides got, a, got the best start. Riley, Paddy Riley hand passed over the bar, but Mark just came back. Aaron O'Brien and Cotton Fleming just find the target with Shane Hickey. I think Aaron O'Brien had four first-half points. He was very impressive. Matt, as Mark just kept the ball and kept kept the scoreboard ticking with scores from, from, from everywhere. Um, and it was just Aaron Hoy came off the bench and kicked a couple of scores for the Brides 
and it was just it was just one of those games maybe maybe um the brides were rude at bad start but maybe Mark got the bright start because they had a game under the belts against O'Connell the weekend beforehand but um, yeah that's Mark true to the top um, and the brides are back in, in senior that was the battle of the two intermediate champions 2020 and 2019 the the latter proven the better on the day <coughs> so Maddox safely through there in group B then RD are more or less safe um, with two draws um, unless a lot of maths has to be worked out from that but you'd like to think there'd be a winner between uh, the Moctas and the Pats in the do or die battle next weekend and uh, where is that game just as I have it here in front of me that will be um, that'll be in the clans half three next Sunday that'll, that'll be really good that'll probably, probably be the most like there's two really good high Division two, Division one teams there. Yeah, you have the Joes will take on the Gales. They're both Division two sides. The O'Connells are Division two. They'll play the Brides, and the Geraldines and the Martins are Division one. But the the Martins um, look to have their their eye on the prize now as well. But so it looks like that close game between the Moctas and the the Pats because by all accounts the Marys were lucky. Darren Clark and Carl Gillespie once again gets already out of out of, uh, out of jail. So Ardy's good league form and winning that league, we kind of hinted at that might be hard to sustain that good run of form and winning something maybe softens you as well. So Ardy, look at they're still more or less true. Um, I, I think yeah, I, I would go into it more in the preview in the previews on Thursday on that podcast. Um, and then yeah, that that that's mainly it from the weekend's action to be honest. Yeah, so I've, I've wrapped up everything. Maybe the Mitchells more or less look like they're through. Glide had to play the Miles to go through, and then Emmett's and Dunlear, which I mentioned as well. And then obviously there's a game tomorrow night. I'll be at that game tomorrow night in Darver between. Let me see. Let me see between Deshaun McDermott. Yeah, Deshaun McDermott and Cullen Gales. That's the game I'm going to be at. Sorry, corrections. So. Yeah, really, really, really good weekend. A memorable weekend of action. The crowds are out. Oh, the the sun shines out. The good football is out. Uh, the Blues have won again. Uh, two lashing in five goals. They just they just know how to to manage a game. They're the masters at it. They just show that craft. Column Judge just operating things, finding that pocket, those pockets of space. And um, Ross Nally just just a natural born finisher. Just gets two goals out of nothing. Um, always on hand to get them, and when you're when you're always on hand like that, it shows you the class that he has. Um, Conor Ryan got a goal. I think he got an own goal as well, cancelling his own goal out. And then who got the other goal? Rob Carr. Rob Carr worked up with Nally and Judge for his for the second goal of the game. Um, Jack Mulligan scored a goal in reply for the Joes, and then like I said, that OG. The Joes are the Joes are a good team, but um, Colin McCall goes off injured at the end of that game, and. Ben Collier went, in, went off at the start of that game. So th- those are two hammer blows. And they'll have to lick their wounds now. They're facing a really, really good um, Gales team who actually put it up probably better than the Joes against the Blues. So, yeah, it's it's f- just f- really interesting weekend. Really intriguing, different. A lot of variety in the games. Not just one-sided affairs, not just shocks, but re- really cagey um, games. Like that, that game with the... Uh, Matinees in the Feckins was just like keep ball, keep ball, slugging it out, um, real pressure on the ball, real pressure in terms of psychologically not, so he's not wanting to give the ball away. 
So, uh, yeah, that's that's it for the weekend. That was a long weekend for myself. I really, really enjoyed it. Like I said, an absolute privilege to be covering it for you. Um, this weekend will be like this. The f- yeah, I keep saying this weekend, maybe for listening on the Monday. Yeah, it'll be more of the same. Probably less games with, with our clashing. But, um, yeah, it'll be Red Stars during the week. And I will have the... Uh, previews with uh, with an interview with someone on Thursday as well um, send in your red stars um, I won't f- I never usually finalise it until I'm done with the Monday night so I'm looking forward to seeing Colin Gales in action in the championship it's going to be it's going to be another big heavy weekend I didn't overreact last weekend in the weekend the first weekend I, look it's safe to say it's nice to overreact, overreact in the second weekend that uh, we have a proper championship on our hands it's really got going and there's a lot of good quality teams out there putting a lot of effort in across the grades and people are getting out to support them and local grounds are looking really well too which is great I know people are slagging me every ground is looking well what am I going to do when it starts raining but however that's it I'll chat to you during the week chat to you Tuesday chat to you Thursday and if you don't get to sign up um, I will probably see, you'll probably see me in one of those bulletins on Instagram and Facebook good luck bye bye Loud and Proud Champions brought to you by Defy Sports Apparel and RD Credit Union.